0: Section 5 of Lay Down Your Arms. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by D. Randall. Lay Down Your Arms by Bertha von Suttner. Translated by Timothy Holmes. Chapter 2, Part 3. To tear Sharpie, to read the news in the papers to stick pins with flags into our maps in order to follow the movements of the two armies and try to solve the chess problems that followed from them in the sense that Austria attacks and gives mate at the fourth move, to pray continually in the churches for the protection of our loved ones and the victory of our country's arms, to talk of nothing except the news that came in from the theater of war, such was what filled up my existence now and that of my relatives and acquaintance life with all its other interests appeared suspended as it were during the term of the campaign everything except the question how and when will this war end was bereft of importance nay almost of reality one ate drank read, saw after one's affairs but all this had no real concern for us one thing only concerned us thoroughly the telegrams from Italy. My chief gleams of light were, of course, the news that I received from Arno himself. They were in a curt style. Letter writing had never been his strong point, but they brought me the most cheering testimony that he was still alive and unwounded. These letters and dispatches could not indeed arrive with much regularity, for the communications were often interrupted or when an action was impending, the field post was suspended. If a few days had passed thus, without my hearing from Arno, and a list of killed and wounded was published, with what terror did I not read over the names? It is as great a strain as for the holder of a lottery ticket to look through the winning numbers in the list of a drawing, but in the opposite sense, what one seeks in this case, well-knowing, thank God that the chance is against one, is the chief prize in misery. The first time that I read the names of the slain, and I had been four days without news, and saw that the name of Arnold Dotsky was not among them, I folded my hands and cried aloud, My God, I thank Thee. But the words were hardly out of my mouth when it seemed to me like a shrill discord. I took the paper in my hand again and looked at the list of names once more. So I thank God because Adolf Schmidt and Karl Mueller and many others were slain, but not Arnold Dotsky. Then the same Thanksgiving would have been appropriate if it had risen to heaven from the hearts of those who trembled for Schmidt and Müller, if they had read Dotsky instead of those names. And why should my thanks in particular be more pleasing to heaven than theirs? Yes, this was the shrill discord of my ejaculation the presumption and the self-seeking which lay in it, and believing that Arnold had been spared in love for me, and thanking God that not I but Schmidt's mother and Mueller's affianced and 50 others had to burst out in tears over that list. On the same day, I received from Arnold another letter. Yesterday we had another stout fight, unfortunately, unfortunately a defeat. But comfort yourself, my beloved Martha, The next battle will bring us victory. It was my first great affair. I was standing in the midst of a heavy storm of bullets, a peculiar feeling. I will tell you by word of mouth, but it is frightful. The poor fellows whom one sees falling around one and must leave there in spite of their sad cries. C'est la guerre. Hope to see you soon again, my dear. If we can once dictate terms of peace at Turin, "'You shall travel after to meet me. "'Aunt Mary will be kind enough "'to take care of our little corporal. "'But if the receipt of letters like these "'constituted the sunshine of my life, "'its darkest shadows were my nights. "'If I woke out of some dream "'of blessed forgetfulness, "'and the horrible reality "'with its horrible possibilities "'came before my consciousness, "'I was seized with an almost intolerable pain "'and could not sleep again for hours.' I could not get rid of the idea that Arnold was perhaps at that moment lying in the ditch groaning and dying, thirsting after a drop of water, and calling longingly for me. The only way that I could gradually compose myself was by bringing with all my force the scene of his return before my imagination. This was, at any rate, as probable, nay, perhaps more probable than his lonely death and so I pictured him to myself as bursting into the room, and how I should fling myself on his bosom, and how I should then lead him to Ruru's cradle, and how happy and how joyful we might then once more be. My father was much cast down. One bad news came upon another, first Montebello, then Magenta, and not he alone, but all Vienna was cast down. We had at the beginning so confidently hoped that uninterrupted messages of victory would give occasion for mounting flags on our houses and singing te deums. But instead of this, the flags were waving and the priests singing at Turin. There the word now was, Lord God, we praise thee, that thou has helped us to strike down the wicked Tedeschi. Do not you think, Papa, I began, that if another defeat was to happen to us, peace would then be made? In that case, I should wish that Are you not ashamed to say anything of the kind? I had rather it should be a seven years A, a thirty years war, so that our arms should conquer at last, and we dictate the terms of peace. What do men go to war for? I suppose not to get out of it again as quickly as possible. If so, they might as well remain at home. And that would be by far the best, sighed I. What a cowardly lot you womenfolk are, even you. You who have been so well grounded in the principles of love of country and feelings of honor are yet quite out of heart already and prize your personal quiet more than the welfare and fame of your country. Ah, if I did not love my Arnold so dearly, love of your husband, love of your family, all that is very good, but it ought only to occupy the second place. Ought it? End of Section 5.